Hey, babe, you're listening to episode 84 of the Beam Life podcast, making meditation approachable with meditation teacher Heather Nieves. Y'all, if you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time or you follow me on Instagram, you know that I talk about meditation a lot and I also talk about being ADHD, and so you would think that they are two very opposite things, and for a majority of my life, I said, well, I'm, you know, too restless, too energetic. I have too much going on to sit down and meditate, and um, I ignored it for such a huge part of my life because I thought that it was too hard and it was impossible for me to sit there and think of nothing because let's face it, to think of nothing is almost close to impossible. So um, it wasn't until I found out that meditation is not as hard as we sometimes make it out to be. And in fact, has not only helped me with my ADHD, but has helped me with all kinds of things into my life from um, reducing my stress to um, manifesting big possibilities to financial situations, um, my patience and parenting, really anything in my life. So I am so grateful to find my meditation practice. And then I was really you know, ecstatic when um, a friend of mine who I met through life coaching introduced me to our guest today, Heather, um, because that's exactly what she does. And I wish I had found her years ago when I started meditating because it would have really helped bridge the gap between what I thought was you know, hard to now that I know is essential. So Heather is a women's empowerment coach, much like me. Um, she's the founder of I Love Me Yoga and podcast host of Let's Talk Meditation. She loves helping women experience self-acceptance and step into their purpose through movement, meditation, and mirror work. Heather currently lives in South Carolina with her seven-year-old son and husband of 17 years. The way to truly love yourself is to explore your self-hatred. Begin by having a daily meditation practice, she says. I cannot wait, and I want you to make sure you stick around because at the end of this episode, she leads us through a guided meditation. So if you're driving right now, by the time we get there, you're going to want to press pause and get to a place that is safe for you to um you know, get quiet, close your eyes or whatever feels good, um, lay down and really um, take in this beautiful gift that she shares with us today. So with that all being said, let's get this party started, babe. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Heather. Welcome to The Beam Life. I am so excited to have you here. How are you doing today? So good. I'm so grateful to be here. Me too. And... For those of you listening, you're going to want to stick through this whole episode because um, as Heather is going to tell us a little bit more about herself, she is a meditation coach and is going to lead us in a meditation, which is something I've never had on the podcast before. So what a special gift that she has for us today. Um, But before we get into that goodness, Heather, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing right now in the world. Absolutely. I always start with mom because it makes up part of who we are, but not all of who we are. My son is about to turn seven in June and he is our one and only for now. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds, but for now he is our one and only and we're in South Carolina. I, I love just, I love helping women so much and 
I think oftentimes a lot of us in this realm have been called to do this work because it started with ourselves first, right? Because we live in this world that's just full of so much self-hatred and it just weighs on us. And then becoming a mother changes us in the most beautiful, hardest way ever. So Mm. as a women's empowerment coach and uh, yoga teacher and meditation teacher, I just, I love helping women experience self-acceptance. I do work with women that have businesses. So we'll tap into the self-love first and then into prosperity, right? And, And it all, it all, it's the inner work, right? The inner work is the most important work that we'll do in this lifetime. But meditation, movement, and mirror work is the foundation of, of the work that I do. And majority is it of it is, is virtually, um, but I do have some face-to-face clients and in teaching, uh, I love and yoga in person as well. Uh, I love everything that you do and how you help women. I think that as someone who is, I would say fairly new to meditation myself, I, um, am always looking for women like yourself that make it super accessible and not make me feel like such a stranger to it because it is intimidating. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about why we feel that way sometimes and why we feel, I mean, personally, I feel like meditation, I know I'm not alone in this because I've had this conversation before. I feel like it's like this secret society, right? And it's like, we're like waiting for someone to tell us we've been accepted into this society. um, And we're like, you know, deemed acceptable to meditate. Well, and that's just obviously not the case. So um, tell, you know, me and the listeners a little bit more about how you started this, you know, relationship and practice of meditation and why it's such a big part of your life now. Yeah, thank you. So I did not grow up with a meditation practice. I didn't grow up even in the realm of yoga or holistic living. I grew up going to therapy because of my parents' divorce, but as an adult, it wasn't something that I considered exploring because of religious reasons at the time. Uh, And so really it came into my life after having our child. We moved across the country from Connecticut to California. And sometimes those are dark times, moving, trying to find your people all over again, being a stay-at-home mom, and then being uprooted for that first year of his life and then moving across the country. So I think it's in the darkness that we start to really look at ourselves differently and figure out or just different ways to heal and grow, I think, come to us. We're seeking it, right? You hear the quote, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so Mm -hmm. I had reconnected with uh, a woman who also had moved to California, interestingly enough. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. It was all divinely connected. And I did not start with some app on my phone. I wanted to grow my business. But what ended up happening is the work we did together helped me to heal my relationship with food and my body and understand Mm. that relationship. But my first session, I hadn't been practicing meditation. I didn't know much about it. And I fell off the bed. It was really intense for me. And that's not most people's introduction (laughs) into meditation. It's like, oh, I tried it on the app. It was hard. I'm not good at it. But it was really this intense experience. And then my mentor said, I really recommend you having a practice because this was just such an intense experience for you by creating a habit on your own. This won't feel this intense. And that was just a really spiritual experience for me. Uh, if, if you want to go there. Um, but it, it, I became very devoted to it on every time my son took a nap, I said, all right, I'm going to put my app on. I don't know if I'm good at it or not, but because my mentor, my guide, the one that was supporting me on this journey said, this is good for you. Please do it. I said, okay, say I'm going to do something. I'll do it. And I really started to realize, I think I can do this. It's helping me. And that in itself, how it's helping us, we all see differently, right? And so- yeah. It was just something that started to evolve in the work that I was doing. And I immediately started teaching my clients 
what I was learning. And so it wasn't this long process of me getting this certification. And it was just, this is what is supporting me. And now I'm being called to pass it on. Mm, I love that. And I love how you shared about, um, you know, bringing it into your life at a certain point of change. And, you know, I know we've had this conversation before when we were talking pre-podcast about how as mothers, and even if not a mom, but everyone has a point in life where they're just grieving a part of themselves. Um, whether it's getting older and grieving that youth or becoming a mother and it's like part of yourself is now in this, in raising this other human, um, whether it's um, the death of a really, you know, like a divorce, like a, a big relationship or a career change or a location change. We have these major things and shifts that happen to us. And um, how did meditation help you, which I know in turn will be the answer of how it can and help, you know, our listeners but how did it help you kind of get through those transitions and experience that um, self-love that you're talking about or acceptance of our body? Because I really do believe that that's the disconnect is that this grieving is like something we're letting go in the physical, which is usually our body and things like that and what was at one time. So if you if you would talk to me a little bit more about that process and what it looked like for you and how meditation absolutely can help. I will I will do my best to find the words <laughs> I I have come to learn you know we think like something like sixty thousand thoughts a day plus or minus something like that don't quote me on it however that's intense like that's intense we're always thinking and as women yeah. are natural multitaskers and then we become caretakers for our spouses or partners and then children and then our household and then our career and you know there's like you said this this part of us that we didn't really say goodbye to so i think meditation helped me to stop avoiding these triggers. It helped me to really look at it. And what meditation did for me was help me on a day-to-day -day basis with stress and anxiety and overwhelm um, because I was very reactive and it, you know, it helped me as a mother. It helped me, my husband traveled a lot for work at the time. And so instead of finding these things to cope, whether it was alcohol or food, it helped me to examine my patterns. So meditation really helps you to slow down. So you're not rushing. So you're not avoiding so that you're paying closer attention so that you're more present. It brings you into the now because most of us are living in the future or the past. And so mm. when we were talking about our relationship with food and our body and, you know, grieving our individuality, once we become mothers, I did a lot of crying, right? It was, it brought me into a sadness that I wasn't letting myself feel. Mm. I actually had let go of all of the, the dieting and the obsession with fitness. And I, I did good to go on a weight gain journey, but it was the journey that I needed to go on. And meditation was like the anchor that said, all right, let's, let's feel the feelings. Let's, let's move through this. And so Meditation helps me on a physical level where it's supporting my nervous system and it's, you know, it helps me be more aware. And I'm not a perfect person because I meditate now. I still snap sure. at my son. I still snap at my <laughs> husband, but I'm less reactive and I'm more aware. And now I can take responsibility because I'm more connected to who I am and recognizing the behaviors and the patterns so it's, it's this anchoring, it's this going within, it's this higher level of connection with yourself, which feels too slow in this fast paced world, which is why a lot of us are avoiding it, right? Or, or it feels like this weird spiritual thing that we've just saw with a picture of Buddha on the internet. So we must think it's going to pull our spirits or who knows what anyone's thinking, Right. about meditation, but it's simply being with your breath, simply being with yourself. Like, so 
the type of meditation that I would go through would be hearing affirmations with my eyes closed so I can eliminate distractions. And this is the type that I often teach. So really just connect with your body, get out of your head and get into your body. And then maybe start listening to some words that you struggle to believe or you struggle to say to yourself to start letting them become yours so that you can Mm -hmm. embody the words. So we talked about this last time is, is coming home to yourself. So it's, it's this unfolding. It's this, it's this close relationship with, with yourself. And it can be a spiritual experience and how you define spirituality is, is, is individual, but it's, it's just such a grounding foundational important practice that I believe in. And so, especially if it sounds like your listeners are doing the inner work, but like in the mind, right? So for me, meditation is going to help you take your power back and put all of that into practice, but really just making those decisions from like the physical body, this knowing instead of just the logical. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. And I think, like I said, the, the reason I love the way you describe things is it makes it feel accessible, approachable, um, and not this, um, yeah, big scary thing that it can look like on the internet or, you know, oftentimes for a woman who has trouble, um, just being with her thoughts for a minute, if someone's like, Hey, here's a 30 minute meditation. It's like, uh, what you want me to do what? So I think that it is, I love what you said. It's simply being with your breath. And that sounds so much more like, you know, so much easier for someone um, rather than, hey, here's this, yeah, like I said, 30-minute meditation, figure it out, be at one, don't think about anything. And <laughs> all this sounds like that to me sounds impossible. Um, how long would you say that it took you from kind of when you started your meditation journey to really feel like you had a consistent practice? That's a good question. I think, I mean, life is full of seasons and cycles and I have not meditated 365 days a year since I began (laughs) this journey when I spent, when my son was a year old and, you know, he's at what, six years ago. So five, six years ago. So like all things, when we leave it, we miss it. So I, you know, I, I offer meditation challenges to help someone create a pattern. So just like we can't do one workout and be fit and we can't eat one cucumber or salad and be healthy, we can't meditate yes. once and experience this euphoria, this peace, this desired experience. But yeah, so it, it I think the more present you are and the more devoted, and I love the word devoted versus committed or disciplined. I think devotion is just a word that I just align with, like vibrationally, like the frequency of the word devotion feels so good to me. So when I'm devoted, I feel, feels like a sacred thing. It's very important to me and I will prioritize this because it makes me feel very good. But, you know, there's also, I don't have time for that today and I will brush it off, but then I recognize because I started to create the foundation of it, ooh, I need that in my life. I do feel better when I at least practice five to 10 minutes. Yeah. What is, you know, I think we live in a world where um, we like to define things, right? Like, am I doing it or am I not doing it? So when someone's like, I'm in a meditation practice, is that sort of subjective to the person or is there like some kind of rule of thumb if someone does it X amount of days a week or more, you're in a meditation practice? Like what does it mean to have a practice? That's a good question. I mean, there's lots of different kinds of meditation. There's lots of different kinds of exercise. There's lots of different kinds of healthy foods out there. So I'm always encouraging anyone to explore different styles of meditation, guided meditations, silent meditations. There are some like breathwork meditations and they all support us in different ways. So I think that commitment of showing up and being with yourself and 
you know, yeah. there will be people that say, oh, if you're just sitting and focusing on your breath for 10 seconds, and then journaling, quote unquote, that's not meditation. But I find that if you do create that space for yourself, at least for me, I started to desire more. What would it feel like if I did two more minutes? Because I love mm. the path of growth and expansion and, and, and seeing that, all right, well, these people are doing it for this amount of time. I'm not there, but what if I incrementally work towards it to see what it might offer me? So really by being curious, like inviting, if, if you feel curious about more and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I lead a 10 count guided meditation that is one of my favorites and it supports me on my busy days. And yeah. of course there's the ideal, I'm in my room by myself, there's no distractions, but when we can go beyond that and say, all right, well, I can sit in a public park or on a busy bus and meditate, that's a challenge. And I don't quite do that as often, but it's, you know, all right, can I just really focus, hyper-focus on where I am, notice where I'm sitting. It's just bringing this heightened awareness. Um, I The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, he invites this conversation and it's a meditative living by just being so fully present and aware um and just yeah. seeing what it offers you it's it's so amazing because then that's when that's when we're living that's when we can experience happiness that's when we can ex- access the peace instead of chasing it all it's it's here right now mm, that's really a beautiful reflection to kind of think about and something personally I've been trying to be a lot more intentional about because as a business owner and, you know, just I think women in general, at least I can speak for myself, not everyone, I put an immense amount of pressure on myself to be somewhere by some point and to uh, have hit certain benchmarks in my business and to, you know, grow in every which way that I'm always looking forward and constantly moving that I forget sometimes that a year ago or five years ago, whatever it may be, all I wanted was to be where I'm at right now. And here I am and I'm not even paying attention. And so like you said, it's like constantly being in that chase, which is exhausting. And so it's a I love it how you describe it because to me, it's it's not that I don't want to continue chasing and it's not that I don't want to continue growing and it's not that I don't want to have this success, but what is it all for if I can't enjoy it along the way, right? Um, and so, yeah, being present is something that is very, very new, but I have seen the power of it. Um I would say in the last six to eight months, it's just a focus of like, who am I with? What is this conversation about? How, who am I today? You know? And yeah, I love that. And that's when the meditation practice that you sat for in the morning, that's when it goes into practice. That's when you aren't necessarily quote unquote sitting and meditating in that moment, but that's when the benefits Hey, babe, I'm sorry to interrupt because I know you're loving this episode, but I want to make sure that you know the doors are opening to my 12-week group training course, The Beam Life Blueprint. Now, I know this second group is going to sell out because the transformations we had in our first cohort were mind-blowing. For the first time, women were feeling empowered to live a life of intentionality, to show up for themselves, to say no to things that they should have said no to a long time ago. They are snapping less at their you know, partners and their kids, and they are finally waking up to a life they're excited about. This course was designed to help women just like you who are stressed out and just powering through their days 
This is to help you ditch that chaotic living by architecting an unbreakable foundation of self-belief so that you can finally take a breath and get back to being present in the moment with the people you love and with yourself. This is to help you live a life that you choose wholeheartedly. Doors will be opening June 20th, but you're going to want to get your name on that wait list. All the details are in the show notes. Make sure you go there, get your name on the wait list, which will also help you get early access to register, $100 off the course, and a raffle entry for a one-on-one 60-minute transformation call with me valued at $350. Babe, when I am telling you this is your sign to make the moves, this is your sign. Don't miss out. Waitlist is open in the show notes. Go now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Meditation, when we are sitting and we're breathing and someone's guiding you, oh my gosh, I have this grocery list. Oh, I forgot. Okay, come back. So it's the coming back, the coming back. Let me continue focusing on my breath. Like Deepak Chopra always gives a like a Sanskrit mantra or sometimes he gives an English, English mantra or affirmation, something to say, something to focus on to keep you right here. And to be honest, it feels annoying. You're like, oh, there are those damn thoughts, right? Oh, sorry. Those yeah. darn thoughts. And you can say whatever on this podcast. <laughs> those thoughts. Oh, and it's because that's a, that's judging, judging self. Oh, I'm not good at this yet. I'm not great at this yet. But it's just simply devoting to that returning and that returning. And then again, and then you're like, oh, man, and again, and again, and again. But if you truly devote yourself to it, in those moments where, oh, I really want to be more present with my children, in my career, with my food, in my relationships, all of that work in that session of sitting gets to be applied in everyday life. And that's mm. the beauty of where it unfolds. And that's where like, oh, this is because I have a foundation of meditation because I, it's, it's an exercise, right? It's, it's, it's managing the monkey mind. It's, there's a word I'm looking for, but it's, it's an exercise. It, but it does offer inner peace and physical relief. Um, but yeah, that's that's when you see it in practice. And it's like, ooh, okay, it gets exciting. Because then you yeah. have this awareness where you're actually witnessing yourself. And that's the mm. mind-blowing aha. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm not living unconsciously anymore. And, you yes. know, on autopilot, I'm catching myself to actually live more intentionally. So now all these quotes that we collect and on my last episode on my podcast, I was talking about like my life is like a living lyric or poem or quote because then I get to embody it instead of just think yes. about it or like something. It's it's just bringing it closer to home. It's bringing it inward. Yeah, and I love how you describe bringing it close to home because I think that – it is, it is, um, you know, I can visualize it where I am meditating and then I think about all these things and you're right. It's like, just come back home, come back over here, bring it in. And it's okay if we think about those things, right? Like our mind is going to wander. And I think that that's what I've really, um, started to come to peace with is that, um, just because my mind wanders doesn't mean I'm not good at this thing, which mm. kind of brings me to my next question on why I feel as a collective, we truly feel like manifestation and meditation. Well, we'll get into manifestation, but why meditation is so hard, why it's so difficult, um, you know, and we avoid it sometimes. So why do you think that is? I know we've touched a little bit on it, but really what is the main thing that we find it to be so scary? Well, we're taught to stay busy. And I talked about this on uh, episode three, why you're avoiding meditation on my podcast. And it's the 
being with your emotions, being with those thoughts. And thoughts can be overwhelming. We think so many of them. We are seeing so many things on social media, on television, in our busy lives. So the mind is overwhelmed. And we don't give ourselves a chance to like think, to actually think about those things. And some of the things are painful and uncomfortable to think about. But what we resist persists. So it only becomes harder and heavier and more overwhelming when we are just continuing to live in avoidance. And so things come up. Yes, those thoughts come up. I actually do timed thinking. So it's, you know, meditation can be a time of contemplation. So instead Mm. of the constant redirecting, redirecting, why not actually try to think one thought at a time and complete the thought without being interrupted by children or another thing on social media or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So permission to think like, oh, mm. might be able to even complete an actual thought instead of I'm in the kitchen and doing the dishes. Oh, the, the timer went off on the dryer. I got to go to the dryer. Oh my gosh, the floor is so dirty. I got to sweep it. And then I got to take the trash out. And oh my gosh, I forgot to finish the dishes. And well, this is how in my house some days, I'll try to bring it back. And that's why, you know, meditation can be so many things. So that's just kind of what I've started to create for myself. And yes, I still have the coming home sessions because the mind just, I'm like, oh, I need to turn it off. Like, shush, Heather, shush. Yeah. (laughs) So I think what I like to bring into when I guide a meditation for my clients and on my podcast and so forth is it's safe to slow down. It is safe to be with yourself. So, so that's where it's getting out of the head and getting into the body. And oftentimes I'll lead a movement session before we sit down and move because we just, we got to move energy around. Yeah. Or you just do a, a brain dump in your journal, write every weird thought down. Oh my gosh, I wore my underwear on inside out today and oh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And those are my favorite days, by the way. I, I crack myself yeah. up. <laughs> I've actually never thought about doing a brain dump before a meditation, but that makes so much sense is getting as many of those weird, wacky thoughts that we have in our head on paper. And it's like, okay, like, yes, we acknowledge it. It's there. It's on the paper um, and trying to, or, or even movement. I think that's brilliant too, is our body gets so, you know, we store all this energy and it has to come out somehow. Um, and yeah, I think that's brilliant. So Thank you for sharing those two little things and also reminding us that it's okay to meditate in different ways, which is sometimes can look like thinking. And um, yeah, you're right. We don't get enough time sometimes just to completely think out a thought. In my coaching, I talk a lot about the power of making decisions. And that's always where I start is with my clients is, well, how much time have you set aside to really feel this in your body and like think about it? And oftentimes it's like, well, I haven't. And I'm like, let's start there, you know? And it's kind of like what you're talking about is thinking in a meditative state and feeling it and like what comes up for you. And, um, yeah, that was, that was really great. Um, you know, you talked at the beginning of our conversation about your meditation journey and um, how you now you, you saw so much power in it that now this is what you do for other women. But what I think sometimes that I don't think sometimes I think most of the time, especially with social media, we're always looking at someone's um, like the highlights and like the um, end game. Like everyone looks at you now as just like, well, I could never be like Heather because she's just so good at this. Like she just does it so naturally and it just must've come so easy for her. Right. And so we have this, you know, thing where it's like, well, I want instant gratification. I want to meditate. I want to be good at it. I want to see the results. Um, and what I, 
truly know is that there is a delayed gratification, usually both for meditation and manifestation, right? Um, So I'd love to know first, like a little bit about, I think there's always confusion between the two. And oftentimes I interchange the word, but it's two different things. So talk to me a little bit how you feel about the difference between meditation and manifestation and how with these things there is often um, delayed gratification with it. I think meditation helps you with the power of allowing and not forcing and releasing control when it comes to manifestation. And so they, they go hand in hand and, you know, Bob Proctor has this really beautiful meditation where he says, if you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand Mm. and really holding the vision. So when you're, maybe you do a visioning session when you're sitting meditating. Um, But that's where the, everyday moment-to-moment presence comes into practice where you're noticing when the manifestation comes to life, when those desires where, you know, I have manifested a lot of amazing things, like simple, like, you know, being here right now, a bicycle from my neighbor. And, you know, when we pay attention to the things that we think and the things that we say, and we have a higher connection with that by having a meditation practice, we can be aware and excited when things come into our existence around us. So they absolutely, I think, yes, I know they support each other, but I think, I believe that meditation can help accelerate the process. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not the manifestation babe, you know, she has her own (laughs) account, Catherine's and Kina, and I love her work, but I think like oftentimes we are manifesting, but we're not paying attention because we're just going, going, going. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that's what came through to me today. Yeah. No, I think it totally answered the question because- I, I really, it, I think it depends on who you're listening to or what you, um, you know, who people are following or reading about with when it comes to manifestation or meditation. But I think that so much of the time um, we feel that it's like, well, we want this successful job or to change something about ourselves or to be healthy and we manifest, we manifest, we mani- manifest but then we're not taking action. You know, the way I feel like meditation could maybe be the action towards the manifestation, right? Where it's like um, really, really feeling it in our body on what it would feel like to have, you know, a better, more financial stability or a healthy body or better emotional resilience, whatever it is, right? Um, so yeah, I, I definitely um, loved how you described that. I thought that that was um, really great. And then also how we like to see, like when we actually see it in reality, how truly powerful that is. Um, so I know I mentioned at the beginning you were going to take us into a meditation, which is such a gift, and I'm really excited. But two things before we kind of get into that. Um, One, is there any – for someone who's like really wanting to get into this that's like a newbie, um, what is one step, just one thing someone can do today to start – their meditation practice journey. If it's okay to, you know, directly mention the podcast, I have a beginner's meditation. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> let's talk meditation with Heather Nieves. And every month I lead a meditation. It's not a full episode of talking. It's simply a guided meditation. And there's eight to 10 minute ones. There's some longer ones. Uh, you know, and if it's not mine, you know, just there's, there's many apps out there. Should have got a, sm- a sponsor for today, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, like the Insight Timer app or Calm app. Um, you can listen to words or you can simply listen to music. But I think my best advice is 
it can get overwhelming because we are in a world of resources and information, but just if trust your gut, if you're guided, hmm, that one looks interesting. I think I'll try it. And if you don't like it, please don't give up. Try someone else. Like you might resonate with a woman's voice over a man's voice or vice versa. Or maybe you don't, uh, I have a, I had a conversation with someone recently and she doesn't, she doesn't trust the voice guiding her. So she created her own meditations Mm. and that's the ultimate support, right? That's you into your own subconscious things that you want to encourage yourself about or words that you struggle to hear and, you know, or just simply music or just go outside. And I think setting a timer helps us three minutes yeah. Just breathe, notice what's around you, and just just keep trying them. And if you like something, decide, all right, maybe I'll try this for three days or seven days. Hmm. I love that. And it makes it um, quick and easy and not painful <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, and just know that a little – yeah, a little can be a, a lot. We don't need to sit for 30 minutes Maybe you do a one-minute meditation for your first meditation and just knowing that a little can really offer a lot. It's just if you if you decide it's not enough, yeah. then add in a little more. Stack, right? Keep stacking. Yeah. And I like how you've, you know, much like you have, you know, given a couple examples of fitness. I Coming from a fitness background, I always give fitness examples and – much like, you know, we go to the gym for the first time and it really sucks. Like, you know, but if we don't go back again, (laughs) then it's, you know, we're going to have a really hard time making a habit of it. So yeah, stacking and, you know, maybe you went to the gym for the first time for 10, 20 minutes and felt exhausting and then you keep stacking. So we can relate things, um, to other hard things that we have done to other habits we have built and see that we truly can, um, do this with just a little bit of conscious effort and intentional effort. So, um, so yeah, we'll kind of go into the meditation and I know that, um, after the meditation, I plan on just having Heather guide us out of this episode. So, I will ask Heather to please share where you as a listener can find her and connect with her. Um, I'll also put everything in the show notes, but I wanted to thank you so much for your time. Um, This has been amazing and I think such a great insight for women who are curious about manifestation, but have had hesitancy, whether it be for religious purposes or time purposes or, you know, intimidating purposes, um, you've made it really, um, as you do, nice and friendly, accessible, approachable. And I'm looking forward to hearing people's takeaways from today. So if you're driving, now would be the time to either um, put our episode on pause and come back to it. Or if not to, um, as Heather talks a little bit more about where she can, we can find her and gets us ready for the meditation to find a quiet spot for yourself. So Heather, I'm turning it over to you, girlfriend. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I'm so grateful. I love Instagram. So please find me over there at I am Heather Nieves. And my website is full of resources, heathernieves.com. I I am on Facebook, so you can find me there as well. Um, And wherever you love listening to podcasts, let's talk meditation with Heather Nieves. Love it. So Let's go ahead and you can lay down or you can sit up. It's really up to you, but just let's roll our shoulders back a few times and close our eyes. And we're just going to take three cleansing breaths. So in through the nose and out through the mouth, (sighs) making an audible sigh. And then just inviting in that sense of relief as you release the breath. Let's do that again, in through the nose and out through the mouth. (sighs) Let it all go. Releasing mental tension and physical tension. 
Another deep inhale in through the nose, fill the belly up, let her take up space. And exhale. Just releasing any heavy energy, any heavy thoughts. We'll bring awareness through the body now. So just wiggle your toes, maybe feeling what's underneath them. And if you think thoughts, just bring your attention back to the body. Noticing your shins and your calves. Just continuing to breathe. Let your body fill up with air. Just noticing the front and the back of your legs. Bringing your awareness around your hips. You can wiggle your cute butt when you're allowed to have fun in meditation and smile. <laughs> and just bringing your awareness to your belly. I invite you to place your hands there, a nice loving touch. And if you have thought or said any kind things about this space, let's just take a deep inhale and release them through the exhale. <sighs> Gently caressing this safe space, this beautiful space. And remembering that it is safe to trust your gut. Mm, you're always being guided. So today, begin to trust yourself a little more. The body is always sending us messages. Bring your awareness to your back body, up the spine. And just bring that awareness through the heart. Lift the heart space and just breathe in love. And breathe out love. We'll do that again. Breathe in love. And breathe out love. Let's do one more. Breathe in love, letting it expand. And breathe it out. And just roll your shoulders back once more. You don't need to carry that heaviness anymore. Just bring your awareness down your arms and to your hands and just lift your palms and just notice by wiggling your fingers, keeping your eyes closed. These are healing hands and you are your own healer. So if your hands need to go on any space of your body, put them there now and just breathe into that space. Just returning home, getting out of your head and into your body, remembering that this is a safe space. Bringing your awareness to your throat and your lips. Remembering that it is safe to speak your truth. Noticing your nostrils and your forehead. And then just bring your awareness up over the top of your head and then bring all of that down to your feet. Just being grounded, knowing where your feet are. I invite you to listen to these words inspired by the book Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crabb. Just imagine you're sitting in front of the mirror. Just sit, relax, breathe, and let your body fold. Instead of zooming in on the parts that you've been taught to see as flaws, Take a minute to look at the shapes that your body makes. Doesn't your stomach flow like soft folds of velvet? Doesn't it roll like a breathtaking mountain landscape? Does it ripple like waves calmly brushing the sand? Keep reminding yourself of how beautiful those shapes are when they're found elsewhere in the world. Why should they be any less beautiful when they're found on your body? Nature is beautiful. 
and you are nature. So just sit here for a moment, appreciating the landscape of your body as you continue to breathe in and out. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathing in and breathing out. And just noticing how these words made you feel. Just bringing your awareness back into your body in case you floated away. Just wiggle your toes and wiggle your fingers. And you have a choice. You can stretch as if you're waking up in the morning or you can simply turn this off and continue to just be here. Be in the safety of the silence. Knowing that it is safe to slow down. It is safe to be in your body. This is a safe space. Just continue returning to the breath, returning home. And if you feel complete, you can open your eyes. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Bean Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.